Hi, I'm Steve Schwartz, co-founder of Unrivaled. In today's Beyond the Scoreboard, we're visiting with Dustin Morris, Senior Director of Communications for the Minnesota Twins. Hey, Dustin, thanks for joining us on Unrivaled's Beyond the Scoreboard. Thanks for having me. Let's talk some baseball. Absolutely. Despite the pandemic-shortened MLB schedule, the Twins are finding a way to celebrate their 60th season. The Twins played their first season way back in 1961. Why is the 60th season so special for the team and its fans? Well, you know, I think it's a great question. Baseball, there's, there's history dating back to the 1800s, and each franchise has their own, own little slice within that storied uh, profession. Baseball is America's pastime, and uh, the, the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, does such a great job of identifying you know, rare moments in time that's connected to baseball. And the Twins are no different. You know, we moved from Washington to Minnesota back in 1961, and it really had some great memories and great moments, you know, throughout Twins territory. And it starts back in the 60s with the Harmon Killebrews and, you know, Rod Cruz, Tony Olivas of the world, and uh, really got off to a great start. And back in 1965, had a World Series team, and and the the tradition just started and continues to be talked about and, and watched and and our fans are very passionate here in Minnesota and the world series titles of 87 and 91 have, have really put a stamp on the popularity of the game here in the Midwest. So uh, the twins have done a great job of trying to, to put all that together into 60 seasons. And of course we had big plans this year to really showcase our history with uh, the who's who of twins alumni and great storytelling. And uh, uh, the virus came and things really kind of took a turn for what we thought we could pull off to, to what we really are, are going to do this year. And, you know, we had plans to bring in uh, over 60 alumni to represent the different decades throughout our, our history. But, you know, with the coronavirus, we thought it was best to keep those people at home and do things from afar. So we've, we've created some fun videos with the who's who of twins, greats and legends, and uh, sprinkled some of that into our game presentation, into our TV broadcast. But yeah, it's something that we had planned. Uh, we were going to see a, a really fun alumni game at Target Field that just isn't meant to be this year. And, and we're going to focus on baseball and health and safety and getting through this 60-game season. I also noticed that you guys were bringing back some of the throwback uniforms from a couple of decades ago, some of the baby blues, and had some great-looking patches commemorating the 60-year anniversary or 60-year season. Yeah, I just want to touch base on that, the history itself, the look, the, the transition that teams go through with different looks with their uniform and we brought back the baby blues this year we wear them on wednesdays and sundays and they're really getting a lot of a lot of love from our fan base you see some great pictures of the guys and the players themselves really really like them they've had some fun with the different different colors with the spikes they wear and and just just the general look it's kind of a throwback feel but the youth love a different look different vibe and, and that's certainly what these baby blues are doing with you know a really nice 60th season patch on the sleeve and you know, it's an opportunity for us to educate our current players about, about the, the greats before them. So, you know, the uniform is just one quick, quick way to, to remind our fan base and our players that uh, the guys back in the, the 70s, 80s, and 90s had, had a different look. We're celebrating that. It's a, it's a fun thing to introduce, and fans can go ahead and purchase those jerseys, too. You can see those, those baby blues that Kirby Puckett wore, and you can customize them and, and you know, get them on your back and support us from afar. Yeah, those baby blue uniforms look fantastic. But one thing I wanted to go back and touch on is, can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing from the people that you work with on a day-in, day-out basis to, you know, address the COVID-19 issues day-in, day-out? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It started back 
really in February, March, we were down in Fort Myers, Florida, and you start hearing about the, the coronavirus and the spread throughout the United States. And, you know, large groups and gatherings were, were really being called into question. And of course, baseball attracts big crowds, you know, whether it's attending the games or different appearances by our players, you know, fans trying to get those autographs. It's, it's something that, you know, looking back at it, it was, it was a pretty crazy uh, topic to talk about in some closed tour uh, high level meetings, really on the fly, you're sitting there trying to figure out what's the best way to keep our fans safe, keep our players safe, our staff safe. So it came pretty quick uh, down in, down in Fort Myers. Like I said, we're in a normal spring training season and, you know, you follow the news and you hear some things from major league baseball and, and they have a lot of health professionals assisting along the way. And uh, before we knew it, it, it went from, you know, our players, uh, keeping their distance from media and from the fans outside to, you know, all of a sudden we, we, we didn't want them to sign autographs. I mean, if you think about the exchanging of a, of a ball or a pen and the, the germs that go from, you know, hand to hand. And it's, it's something that, you know, you don't really think about until you start reading about the spread of a virus like that. So it kind of started there. We were trying to keep our distance. We maybe played two or three, you know, more games, I guess, at that point. And then, Right. It all really came to a to a stop in our leadership group, uh, in our manager Rocco Baldelli, and our president of baseball operations Derek Falvey, and our and our president and CEO Dave St. Peter. You know, had some some pretty hard conversations about what what's the right thing to do, and and we kind of gathered into our small bubble, you know, the Twins traveling party that's that's down in Florida, and we quickly made a decision that, you know, that was it. We're out. We're flying home. You know, baseball came to a stop. That was uh, mid March, I believe, and you know, players. Uh, there were some some tough meetings that we had as a group on what was to come. Nobody really knew. There's no playbook or handbook for this. But Rocco stood in front of the group and and kind of gave us a speech about being safe, being smart, get home to your families, get where you're most comfortable. You know, we'll we'll readdress this in a couple of days. So everybody went went on their way. Uh, we chartered a flight from Fort Myers to Minneapolis and had uh, you know a good 30 or 40 people fly home where where most of us call home and you know, got to a safe place with our families and our, our homes and, and watched like everybody else. And we waited to see what the next move was and, you know, when the right time to resume play was. And as we all know, it took, took a long time. It was not until recently that we started playing again and, and, and um, starting a new, what we called summer camp at Target Field. And every team had their own style of what was I guess safest for their group. And we decided to stay in Minneapolis and, and train at target field, which we had never done, you know, one field for 60 plus players is a challenge. So we had to rewrite the script on how we train, how we prepare and how we stay safe, social distancing, masks, how we sanitize and clean the spaces. We've changed everything at target field from the clubhouse space to the dining area how we prepare food, how we serve food, how players get their treatment and training. And it's all to keep them safe. And it's not easy. It's inconvenient for many of us. You know, we wear masks all day long and, and, uh, and continue to try to do the right things to stay safe, stay on the field and continue to play. So once we resume playing, you know, Rocco Baldelli kind of stood up there and, and, and gave his, his speech about respecting each other, you know, staying safe, look to your left, look to your right. You know, it's all about safety and making smart decisions and doing what's right. So it's really get in, get out, do your work, get your workouts in and play baseball. And the fun factor might've been taken out of it a little bit, but we have a really good baseball team. And I think 
uh, we're, we're laser focused right now on playing good baseball, but also making smart decisions. And so far, so good. Um, it's not without scares throughout the league. You, you read about it every day. You wake up and you kind of you kind of think to yourself, what's next? But we're all adapting and being nimble. And like I said, staying safe is our top priority. And so far, so good. Led by Rocco and Derek Falvey, uh, we've got a good plan in place. And and all of the people at the Twins, our ballpark operations team and grounds crew, has done a great job of, of using all that space with no fans in these these stadiums, you can utilize different clubs and, and suites and concourses for different reasons, and that's exactly what we're doing. Wow, that's great insight as to you know, what teams are having to go through uh, on a daily basis to keep everyone safe and keep things moving forward. Talk a little bit more about the teamwork that's required, everyone from the players to the staff. You mentioned a little bit about the clubhouse staff, the, you know, a little bit about the food service but what does that exactly mean on a daily basis where things are changing constantly? I imagine that the communication on a daily basis is at an all-time high, but just curious as to how often people are on the phones and communicating and making changes so that everyone is safe and, and moving forward. A great question, and it's daily. The answer is daily. Every morning we have a, a committee meeting at 9 a.m., and, and we talk about you know current events, uh, the good that, that we've done in the past and things we need to change in the future. And it's a, it's a team of people from all different departments, you know, from baseball operations to ballpark operations to grounds crew to clubhouse attendance to the communications department to uh, really our fan engagement department, our cleaning staff. So it's, it's constant. I mean, we talk about everything from cleaning supplies to additional space to building new, uh, you know, walls. And, you know, how about this specifics, you know, changing a lot of the, the water uh, bathroom faucets to to motion detectors. So you don't have to touch the faucets. You don't have to touch the, the paper towels, uh, and you can just hit one button to open the door. So it's all about touch points and eliminating the things that you touch on a daily basis. And then the things that we do touch are our cleaning crew is responsible for sanitizing that. You know, about every four hours throughout the day, and of course a deep clean every night as we turn the ballpark over from one team to the next, or even just internally with our group. Uh, you know, we also have uh, our player rep, Taylor Rogers, who's very involved with all the decisions that go on to keep the players safe, how the clubhouse, how the layout is with their lockers, how the laundry's done, how their bags are packed when we travel. Uh, and speaking of travel, our travel director, he's very involved as well on how we sit on the bus, how we sit on the plane, the different staggered times so we can socially distance in those spaces. You know, we used to have two buses. Now we have six buses so players can stagger as they sit. It's all about keeping your distance. And if somebody were to get sick, it's all about contact tracing and looking back at who they spend time with and, and where they spend time with them. So we're trying to eliminate you know, long periods of times where you're sitting close to somebody. And it's, it's all about communication. Like I said, we meet daily and sometimes multiple times throughout the day to, if we identify a situation that might need to be altered. I mean, for instance, the Cleveland Indians were just in town and we have uh, a secondary dugout. So, so teams can space out. It's, it tends kind of on the backside of the standard dugout and just how players get to that area. You know, how many handles or, or levers do they have to gates do they have to go through to get to that space? So that was this morning's call and how we can change the touch points and make it a little easier for, for those players or staffers to get to that location without having to touch any door handles or things of that nature. So as you can see, it's, it's all in the details. It's a huge undertaking. We have great support from Twins leadership. It's, 
it's obviously a you know, financial component to it too, but our ownership group has been tremendous on safety first and do what it takes to make sure this is a safe environment for all of us that work there and, and obviously the players that play there and then the visiting team that comes in. You know, we want that same same respect when we go to you know Pittsburgh or Cleveland or Detroit. So uh, the communication just doesn't stop internally. It's a lot of extra communication with our counterparts at each of the clubs. You know, I converse with the PR departments on what to expect when they come to Target Field, and then they share you know the plan as as we go into these visiting ballparks. So constant communication and then constant changing as we learn what the world learns and do our best to continue playing baseball and playing sports. And we view that this is is a, is a gift, and we're lucky to be able to play. And we hope it's a form of entertainment that people can can sit back and watch and maybe escape some of the the hard hitting news out there that you read about every day or watch and and just kick back and watch some sports and cheer for your favorite team. Wow. The teamwork and the discipline and the communication that you just described is really inspirational. Clearly, you know, the team, and I'm sure the twins are not alone, the thoughtfulness uh, and the premeditation of everything you guys are doing is really, really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every day is a little bit of a challenge and there's some inconveniences along the way, but nobody's complaining. Everybody's uh, rallying together and you see some just tremendous teamwork. It's been uh, probably a life-changing experience that We'll all uh, appreciate our jobs and what everybody brings to the table so much more when we all are able to get back to Target Field and work under the same roof. Yeah, I think a key word that you just used there is, is appreciation. Dustin, thank you so much for joining us on Beyond the Scoreboard. And congratulations on the 60th season. And thank you so much for taking us behind the scenes on what you and the Minnesota Twins are doing to manage COVID-19. Well, I just want to say thank you to you and our team there that's you know, there's a lot of negativity around the world right now, but to focus on some positive, you know, inside stories that uh, the people are doing to try to make this a, a better place, it's, it's appreciated. It's nice to talk about the positive and the good that's happening as well. So thanks to you and your team. Absolutely. Thank you and, and stay safe. Back at you. Thank you.